if your freedom is not hurting yourself or anybody else, then you are in the light. And it's, and it's your, that's, I think that's what the Gnostics, that's what pissed the early church off mm. is that they, they didn't believe anybody was going to hell. Mm -hmm. They believe they, they saw everybody as a, uh, as a divine spark of the mm -hmm. ultimate God. Mm -hmm. Right. And so even if you forget who you are and live this, you know, blasphemous life, once the only thing that's making you forget is your body, your ego. Is so once you lose that, you'll go back, you'll go back to, to, to the light. You'll be, oh, oh, you wake out of it. And you might, maybe you'll feel some shame, maybe there, or maybe there'll be some angels saying, damn, I wish I would have done that one. My name's Leo WT, and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. Conversations exist to create spiritually-minded conversations about life. We desire to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome at the conversation. <laughs> what is up, my friends? It is Leo WT here. I'm on my second night of filming and I'm doing my first video. So it tells you how things are going. Uh, but other than that, I'm here in San Juan, Puerto Rico at a super dope um, terrace top our Airbnb with like cool plants and cool lights and everything uh, behind us. So um, I figured what a better time to do some work right than on vacation. So <laughs> um, but actually, if I'm being truthful, friends, the stuff that we talk about on conversations is the stuff that I want to talk about on a daily basis. Um, and so I just kind of trick people into talking with me about it and then I record it um, but I have a super cool friend here who I am gonna let introduce themselves here in just a second um, but we are gonna be talking about some semi heretical uh, you know fairly interesting um, takes on um, texts that were actually not included in the biblical canon and so I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you uh, I believe we share an alma mater uh, we share a certain penchant for ruffling some feathers and I'm really excited um, so you can go ahead and introduce yourself my friend well, hey, uh, I'm uh, Sean Guerin. Uh, I guess I should say that I'm a, a reverend, so that 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 ups the ante on the stuff I'm talking about. It does. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I wish, I totally wish that I was in the Bahamas tomorrow, with, where I'm going, because imagine the the devil, the synchronicity the there. Say, yeah. Oof. I know, but uh, I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> But yeah, I actually you saying that we went to the same school just reminded me of that reality. Yeah. Uh, Wild. So we totally know what we're you know what we're going to be talking about. These these are the books, yeah, that we didn't have at the library. Absolutely, <laughs> but, um, absolutely. But yeah, I was you know I went to Nyack Theological Seminary. I'm a UConn grad, um, and my hope you know I'm just. I was doing, I'm doing church. I'm actually a student uh, at Blanton Peel, Donald Trump's uh, pastor too. Um, <laughs> but he, he wrote books like The Power of Positivity. Okay. And, um, but they have a school where they, they teach psychoanalysis there. And uh, I'm doing that. And that's actually what really got me into uh, this whole conversation, this whole topic was okay 
the Carl, you know, Sig Sigmund Freud uh, and Carl Jung were kind of the fa the fathers of psychoanalysis. And Carl Jung was, I don't know if it was a closet Gnostic, but in his books, he was a Gnostic. And he's super famous and people don't know that about him. And he actually, you know, where he questioned the religion and Bible, he himself was like, if there's anything that's close to, you know, on a psychoanalytic level, if there's anything close to who and what God is, it was the Gnostics that were onto it. Ooh. And we'll talk more about what that is. Uh, yeah. I have a, a kid on the way, twins, and uh, so we're, we're packing the house. And I just got wow. a new kitten. So, That's uh, exciting. I didn't know about the kids <laughs> on the way. Congratulations. Kittens are yeah. also fun. Um, yeah. The kittens yeah. will like you, in my experience, the kittens will like you substantially longer than your children. Um, because as, <laughs> as a parent of five, um, all of whom are, are either yeah. teenagers yeah. or adults, you know, um, they just start to hate you for a minute. But from what I've seen, they come back around around adulthood. So <laughs> cats, they'll, they'll, the cats will keep you steady yeah. the whole way through. So maybe cats just. <laughs> I'll rely on them for, for, <laughs> for stability. <laughs> awesome. So like Sean mentioned, um, we both went to Nyack. And one of my favorite things to point out to people is like, uh, you know, just for me personally, like oh, most people see me as out of category for someone who's a religious, uh, someone who has, um, you know, a, a strong, what I would say, a, above average background in, in especially Christianity. Um, and, uh, you know, I've taken my four years of, of, of Bible undergraduate school. Um, I'm actually ordained through the Universal Life Church right now, um, but working towards uh, potential ordination through the United Church of Christ. Um, and I say all that to say, is that nine That's times out of right yeah, CUCC. <laughs> uh, and I say all that to say that a lot of times people are like, Yo, you don't know what you're talking about. If only you had read your Bible, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, oh, honey, it's cute. You yeah. think I have it. Which <laughs> language or translation would you like to talk about? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think that sometimes people are yeah. used to the biggest critics of the Bible being the people that, um, you know, have, have, uh, I want to say this in a very careful way because I'm coming to a lot of different places in my own perspective, but but people who have changed their view of faith, right? And maybe they left the organized church, maybe they've left religion, maybe they've left theism or some combination of any of those, right? People are used to um, those sorts of folks saying, hey, the Bible, there are books that weren't there, you know what I mean? But we're two people who are kind of still camped uh, in the institution and we're like, hey, there's there's some more books out there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's and a, it's a uh, fun place to be really, so no and i i think that's important that you say that you know and you know that said you know that's kind of where where gnosticism comes from comes out of it's you know i i think i just i i was just teaching on this is that you know, you have Christianity that comes out of Judaism, mm -hmm. and then it moves out of is out of you know Jerusalem, and there, you know, the people that hear about Christianity, they don't have an Old Testament. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not like the ones who are saying, "Oh, did Jesus fulfill these prophecies?" You know, they're they're going to say, "You know what? I like Jesus, 
Uh, Paul actually writes about this in 1 Corinthians 9, where he says he became all things to all people. Mm -hmm. uh, we forget that, that Christ, you know, most of what the church history has done is the opposite of what Paul has done, which is they take their, their version of Christianity mm -hmm. and impose it on everybody else. Mm -hmm. And we went to a missionary seminary, uh, you know, school and seminary, yeah. and my professors all taught, they, they said, and this would be, here's a, here's a controversial thing. My professor said, Dr. Bailey, he said, if we went to a polygamous culture, zero. Now, in our culture, it's over 50%. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he says, are we going to teach them that they should have just one wife and one husband or whatever? He said, that would, wouldn't that destroy families? Mm -hmm. What you do is you, you take the gospel and contextualize it to that people group that that was like 101 missionary stuff mm -hmm. and the gnostics they're gonna hear a message and go i don't care about the prophecies <laughs> i don't care about uh kosher foods uh hell no i don't want to get circumcised as an adult so what i think i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take jesus and make sense out of jesus what he taught in my own culture you know and you, you know you're doing this with yourself you know you are still a christian I'm still a Christian. Yep. And you're 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 doing you're, the power of the gospel is that uh, it's water in a cup, so it takes the shape of the cup it's poured into. That's it. And people over this one over actually I shouldn't say one because you probably deal with it too in, in your own yeah. in your own area is people just get so pissed about certain things <laughs> when it comes to Christianity. Yes, like they do. Certain taboos. You you can ask for, you can be you can ask for seventy three million dollars for a jet. You can uh, you know have pastors who are you know you got Carl Lentz, love him, but you know he just destroyed a whole bunch of people's lives up here. I know that because Hillsong yeah. was branching out even into Connecticut. Yeah, and he, he he'll be back. I guarantee he'll be back. Uh, you got. Jimmy Swaggart, Benny Hens, Paula White, just Google Paula White. This woman was the spiritual advisor to Donald Trump. You want to talk about crazy. Yeah. This lady makes me and Leo look like, you know, the Puritans, if you were to watch, watch what she does. But yep. nobody ever complains about these people. Mm -hmm. Yet if you just say, uh, you know, oh, you know, I, I choose... I want to read some extra books that all teach about Christ, 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 salvation and joy. And if you want to live, you know, your lifestyle in a way that still glorifies Christ, you still, you know, are married. And that, that's, a, you know, people get so pissed at this, these little changes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was I was reading. Um, it's so funny because right before I got on this call with you, I was reading for my Hebrew um, Hebrew Bible one class. So it like introduction to the Hebrew Bible. And um, we were it was talking about how the book of Second Chronicles, first and second Chronicles is essentially a repetition of, you know, um, first and second uh, well, Samuel and first and second Kings. Right. And uh, yeah, my professor yeah. was making the arguments and, and quite effectively. I'll send you guys the articles if you want anybody who's watching or showing. Yeah. Uh, but he was making the argument that it is, in fact, deeply scriptural to take, 
you know, the gospel, which was an anachronistic term at the time, but to take the, the scriptures and to use them in the culture that you are in. And that's actually deeply Christian because you repeat the same method, the same undertones, right? But you use your, you know, like a sanctified imagination or what you will to, to make the Bible and the scriptures make sense in that context. Yeah. And so it's not anti-Christian to continue to interpret the Bible. It's in fact deeply, you know, Christian. And I yeah. don't think that didn't that didn't stop. You know what I mean? Like if 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 context and, and society had stopped changing when the Bible was canonized, I could understand if we weren't going to talk about it in any progressive terms. But we're, you know, we're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years out from the Council of Nicaea and from the times that the Bible was canonized. So how are, how are we supposed to expect that it hasn't changed? Right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, the 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 people forget or people don't know they're not taught this that the majority of the old testament is not written it's oral in and it's called the mid mid rationing and the mishnah and these were their stories about moses we've never heard before that any rabbinic jewish person that went to a you know a, um, a, a school that taught that stuff yep there's stuff about you know about uh, you know, stories that weren't, are not put in because like, here's an example. Like when Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, remember he reads the scroll and mm -hmm. he's like, today the prophecy is fulfilled in your, and everybody loves him. And then he says something that pisses them off and they want to throw him off. But what, what that was, was, you know, if, if we ever ask, why was Paul and Jesus, why were they able to actually talk in the synagogue? Why did they mm -hmm. ever get the mic? And this is how Jewish people did church. They would sit in a synagogue and they would read a passage and everybody got to a chance to interpret it. Jesus just, you know, kind of, he was that guy. You know? He was that guy. <laughs> he took it too far. But, <laughs> but he, you know, the idea was everybody had a chance to interpret. When, Jesus, when Paul went to the synagogues and wherever he went, if you read in the letters, he always is going to the synagogue first because that's where he could start the most trouble mm -hmm. when, uh, with his interpretations. And this was so common. But what's ultimately happened, here's, here's the thing, is that interpretation got so locked down early on mm -hmm. that, and, and I, I say this, the persecuted, uh, um, Paulo Freire writes in, in his book, pedagogy of the oppressed he goes here's the problem is the oppressed they when once they take you know take out their oppressor the unfortunate thing is they sometimes become the uh, the oppressed become yes. the oppressor yes and yes. so what the church what the church did they became the oppressor mm -hmm. after being persecuted you know after their churches got burned down guess what they did to the other churches they burned Mine. theirs down so yep. they didn't learn yeah, they did not learn. No. And so, yeah, interpretation is, is uh, an issue still today.
It's it's crucial. And uh, my professor, um, his name is Dr. Ken Stone. Uh, he was making the argument also that like it's actually a deeply spiritual practice for people who are, um, you know, like pastors or or priests, like in that vein of professional religious clergy people. Right. It's actually deeply part of our call to continue to see how the scriptures would speak to the world that we're in. And so if we are to truly be people who are about our beliefs we must continue to be that person and for folks like you and me who people tend to listen to um either in a paid role or like i just trap them you know whatever um, <laughs> um it, it's actually deeply purposeful for us to have these kinds of conversations and so with that i want to springboard into um the gnostic gospels now can you give a little bit of a definition of like give some context to our listeners here yeah. So what do you can just just as an example, what do you know about Gnostics? So what I know uh, like, when I'm to thinking, be honest, full, like, yeah. Yeah. So when I'm th when I'm thinking you of Gnostics, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can look a little bit uh, when I'm thinking of when I'm thinking yeah. of Gnosticism in general, uh, it's kind of from what I understand, it's a very physical uh, orientation like this is the world and this is where we're at and this is what we feel and taste and touch and see um, and then when I think about the Gnostic the Gnostic books in particular they're books of the Bible that uh, from what I understand were didn't meet the quality you know the qualifications for canonization or perhaps we're just kind of we're going to skirt skirt around that because we don't want to deal with it um, but so there it's essentially a, a deeply ancient part of Christianity that was kind of locked off uh, because, you know, like the Constantinian Roman kind of Western evolution didn't really want to deal with it. So that's what I know. And it's just a very thin nutshell. Yeah. So you and you're you're in seminary. Yes. So, and you went to Christian school. Yes. So the, you're in a percentage that is, is smaller than the average lay person. Right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, mm -hmm. So you would be surprised at how much people think they know about it, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I, I have, I, I, I now understand what Glenn and you deal with a little bit. I've never gotten so much. Can I curse? Yes, you can curse all you want. Yeah. Like I've, okay, I've never gotten so much shit from people than now, which is kind of like. I'm the I'm the nice like everybody knows I'm a nice guy. I'm right, chill. Right. I have an autistic son. Like nobody messes with me. Right. But when you come to this, I mean, I the people in town. I have other churches who I know would never come to my church because they think UCC. You know, we marry uh, people from across the spectrum. They hate us. They already don't think we're Christian. So right. Yeah. Why would you be bothered about say it's this? Because now what's interesting is, you know, I used to get like 40 views on a YouTube, you know, video on my mm -hmm. sermon. Now mm -hmm. I'm getting like 350, <laughs> which is yes. more than the other churches in town, which now I know that's what they're looking at. And, that's what they're pissed about. Yeah. And I'm, you know, because now I'm, I've tapped a vein. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've, I've hit into something. And like I said, this was a personal pursuit. I had been studying this. It was actually talking to Glenn 
and seeing you too, you know, podcast, I, you know, I, I'm very techie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. I just, I just didn't want to, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a pain in the ass to, to do this. It uh, is. So <laughs> yeah, respect, you know, respect. <laughs> I, I know that it's a lot of work. And yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I said, you know what, Glenn, if you're pushing the envelope, if Leah's pushing the envelope, here I am, you know, am I going to just do another Jesus Palm Sunday? Everybody get yeah. your palms out, uh, you know, get your eggs. Jesus loves yeah. you. I was just thinking, why not talk about something? You know, we have a traditional service on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, let me go in and talk about what I've been studying on the side. And and when you actually start talking about what you love to, you know, what your, what your hobby is, it then it became really fun for me, so. But uh, Sean, you, I believe that you were talking about kind of how you got into studying Gnosticism and, and where that came from and what it looked like. So um, yeah, did you say you picked up a copy of like the Gnostic Bible on Amazon or something? Yeah, I well, I first heard about it from Young who mm-hmm. um, wrote this really cool book. It's a trip, this okay. book, if you wanna, it, it was actually one of those, you know, books that came out way, way after he died called yeah. The Red Book. Okay. Um, but so I, I end up buying the Gnostic Bible and I don't even, you know, you know how like you just get into things. I was just like, oh, let me check this out. And I read the gospel of Thomas mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow. Like I, I'm doing, again, I'm doing psychoanalysis and, and studying self and experiencing a lot of inner healing in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, all psychoanalysts have to do their own psychoanalysis, uh, which is two times a week. And this, I just, I just thought, you know, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't realize that this would actually become better than the schooling, mm. because it's really a lot of self-reflection, inner healing. Uh, and I was like, I open up the Gospel of Thomas, and I'm like, this is, this is what I'm learning, like mm. in school, in a in a modern day. Like I'm learning how to, I'm not, you know, the kingdom of God in Thomas is inside. It's also in Luke chapter uh, 11, I believe. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is not out there. It's in here. It's already within you. So I'm, you know, I started reading Thomas and I'm like, wait a second. This Elaine Pagels, who is like the most popular uh, writer on the Gnostics, Mm -hmm. uh, she wrote the Gnostic Bible. And the gospel, the, the not the the gospel of Thomas, um, which is a great starter if you want to get started in this. Good to but know. She actually says in in um, the Gnostic Gospels that the early church practiced a form of psychoanalysis, and you might know the Hebrew word tefillah, yeah, which tefillah means prayer in in Hebrew, but the the actual definition of that word is inward reflection. So that you wouldn't really find God outside, you would, and you don't need a confessor. It's more like when you pray, look in the mirror, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what uh, the the starting sentence from the Gospel of Thomas. I mean, Thomas knew how to get us because mm-hmm. talk about hooking somebody in. Imagine reading this. Imagine imagine the Bible started like this. It says. Whoever discovers these say- what these sayings mean will not taste death. Okay, okay. 
Yeshua said, Yeshua says, seek and do not seeking, do not stop seeking until you find. When you find, you will be troubled. When you are troubled, you will marvel and rule over all. So, you know, my own experience with psychoanalysis is, you know, you go in and you say the world sucks. Everybody's mean to me. Uh, I feel guilt. I feel all this shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel anxiety. I feel fear. I doubt myself. And then you start doing the, the analysis and you start finding out that you're your biggest judge. Yeah. You are the one allowing this stuff to happen to you. And mostly you're pro- you're pro- what you're doing is projecting Mm-hmm. your biggest fears through others onto you and it's onto them when it's mm-hmm. really you and so it says seek which is jesus says ask seek and knock seek and you will find but i love thomas because he adds another he adds that level of here's how you know you found something you will not like it and in Yo. psychoanalysis we call these defense mechanisms mm-hmm. resistances repressions mm-hmm. So you're going to resist it. You know, somebody says, maybe you're the asshole. And then you go, what? well, you're the asshole. You've, you, everybody's been a jerk to me my whole right. life. But then you realize that most people don't give a shit about what you're about you. Right, right. <laughs> you know, they might be annoyed by you, but what you are mostly fear, fearing is their rejection. Mm-hmm. And that rejection is coming from you, Whoa. the superego. Yeah. So. This just teased, right, that is how this starts. This is how the book starts. And what I'll, I'll, get, I'll give a little, you know, as we go further into it, you know, there's another saying where, you know, Jesus says to his disciples, he goes, who do people say I am? And, and this conversation also happens in the, in the traditional gospels. Mm-hmm. Who do people say I am? And so one disciple says, you know, you're Elijah, you know, or, or you're, you're a prophet. Mm-hmm. And then another says, you're like a great messenger. And then they go to Thomas and Thomas says, I can't tell you what, I can't compare you to anything. And so Jesus pulls Thomas aside and tells him th- tells him three sayings. And we don't get to hear what the sayings are, mm-hmm. but the other disciples say, what did he tell you? What did he pull you? Tell us what he told you in yeah, secret. Let us know. And Thomas says, if I tell you, if I tell you what he told me, you're going to pick up these rocks and you're going to stone me and fire will come out of the rocks and burn you. And so what, what, uh, what you get stoned in, in, um, for blasphemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you continue reading here, here's really what I think Jesus said to him. He says, Thomas and Thomas actually means twin in Greek. So that's very interesting. But he says, Thomas, I'm not your rabbi. I'm not your teacher. You, are, you, you don't want to accept that you are just as good as I am. So you're using me. You're projecting goodness onto me. But I'm not what you think I am. I'm just like you. Mm. And until you realize that, you'll just be a follower. Like the, You got to get to a point where you understand that you're a Christ too. You are a, a 
you're your own savior. Mm-hmm. You can forgive all your own sins. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, again, that's blasphemy, right? Even in our, yeah, Nyack, that would be blasphemy. But Take in psychoanalysis, right that's, that's the, the true healer is you. Yeah. They yep. would kick us out. <laughs> yeah, they would. They sure would. They'd be like, bye. <laughs> so, so this is so interesting but, to me. But I this missed, is with, yeah, okay, go ahead. I was just to say, I missed this with the process of breaking up. So you actually came to the study of Gnosticism because of your study of psychoanalysis. Then is, is that kind of yeah, how? Yeah, it wasn't because, yeah, it's not because of, of we, again, even as I, you know, talked to our friend Glenn about this, he's mm-hmm. like, yo, what the, how did we not even touch this Yep. Never. No, never. Like, why weren't even, we, we didn't even train. You would burn. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> wild. I love that, though, because yeah. I feel like there's so, so much of, there's, I, yeah. there's so much of the Bible that is, like, so much more deeply applicable um, than people give it credit for, like, right? Like, they want to cloister it away over here, but, like, I mean, we've grown enough as a, like, as a species to know, like, there's an important psychological component to what's happening in our lives. Like, even if you don't necessarily believe in an afterlife or anything like that, like, there's still more happening than what's like, than what we can touch. You know what I mean? Yes. Huh. Huh. So what would you say? So like. The Bible is, it's, it's so deeply psycho, psychological. It is. It is. And like. It, it, okay. it is like when you talk about like taking every thought captive to Christ or things like that, like there are all of these ways to talk to dealing that talk about dealing with your own self, you know what I mean? And, and there is, like you said, that reference, like the kingdom of God is inside of you. And I've, um, I've been playing with like, you know, what, like, what does the cross mean? What does it have to mean? Uh, because for those of you who are watching, um, like the church pretty heavily believes uh, at least, you know, kind of Western evangelicalism believes that you have to like be saved um, to 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 go to heaven or whatever. And that's kind of called atonement theology. So like Jesus died to atone for our sins, right? And I don't, I just don't know if that's the only way to go about it anymore. Um, and so I've been, I've been talking to a lot of people about just different readings of the texts, right? Um, that maybe go beyond that or, or like just allow for a different way to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not the Gnostics. I mean, they, they really, I mean, if you want a refreshing take on the cross and original sin, there, there is no original sin with the Gnostics. They, the Gnostics, they believe here's what they, so that's Augustine. That's Mm -hmm. not Jesus. That's not the apostle Paul. Correct. That's so that's, and people don't know Augustine belonged to these kind of cults and Gnostic stuff right. before. Uh, he was Manichaean. Right. Um, so the Gnostics, the, the, the Valentinians, Valentinus, he wrote the gospel of truth. And uh, I, I showed it in my service the other day, but you see this cross, it has a little tree in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought it because I'm, I'm reading this and I go, so, so the Valentinian Gnostics, they believe, so people, if you ever, if you're going to get into an argument with people, they're going to go, they're dualists. So is, so are Christians, heaven and hell. Yep. God and Satan, dualism right there. Yep. Um, light and dark. 
that that's the that's the extent to which the Gnostics are dualists. Mm-hmm. So they believe in light and dark. So we're all born as children of the light, just like you're the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not saying that to saved people. He's like who signed on the dotted line. I'm a Christian. They did not get baptized. Jesus didn't baptize anybody actually, um, and so he did not. He he was saying that you're all the light of the world. So the Gnostics would preach this, but what happens is through trauma, through, you know, stuff we go through growing up and if you don't have good enough parents, mm-hmm. you know, we all go our own way and we forget that we're the children of light. Mm. And so that is what ignorance is, the, is the Satan in the Gnostics, ignorance mm-hmm. and error. And it's the, the Greek word of sin is harmatia, which means to miss the mark. So mm-hmm. it's just a mistake. And so you know, they were very met- metaphoric, very, they loved myths. And so for them, Jesus on the cross, he didn't die for our sins. God, I would say this, let, let's say this with me. God, let's do John three sixteen, which is not in the context of Jesus dying. He was talking about being born again. So he, he sent his, God so loved his, the world that he sent his son so that he would do what the Gnostics would say, to remind you that you are light. That to remind you that don't get too caught up in in this world. You know, you live for this world, enjoy it. Yeah. But this is not the only world you're living for. Cultivate the kingdom inside of you. And so they would say that Jesus came to give knowledge. That's what Gnostic gnosis means, mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. And they, and this is the big argument that people give against Gnosticism is you're saved by knowledge. This is the this is the secret. Here's the big secret. You are not darkness. You are light. That's the secret. Mm-hmm. And so we, when Jesus dies on the cross, they see it like he died on the tree. Mm. Now in, the, in Genesis, they would say, what got us into the big mess? What caused the problem? They said that we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then God blocks the tree of life. So what Jesus does is he comes back. He dies on the cross, which is a tree. He dies on the tree. And from him falls the, the, the fruit of the tree of life. Mm. So now we eat from his knowledge, his wisdom, and we are now given eternal life, able to eat from the tree of, of all the garden did was we got darker. Mm-hmm. And so what, what and, and this is the just darkness and light. Um, John 1, the light came into the world and the darkness didn't recognize him. This is what Gnostics play off of. Is that it's like the you know Star Wars, mm-hmm. the light and the the, the 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 dark side. Yeah, and we just have to remember that you know you you can turn anything into a sin or uh, something evil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, C.S. Lewis says sin is spoiled goodness. <laughs> so he's like, war is killing people is fine in war. Like if you have to, you know, right. sex is fine. You can have sex all you want with, you know, with people you love, you know, right. don't abuse people. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. Uh, and so what he's saying is just choose the light of it. Make mm-hmm. it good, make it pure. That, and that's what Paul says, whatever's good, whatever's pure. Yeah. From the light. And so the cross, yeah, it, 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 it's so like God loved, hated you so much. He had to kill his son. Yeah, like, like, did anybody hear that? The, <laughs> it's just it's horrible logic. Like originally, like, 
it's the literally the model that's provided by so much of Christendom is like God is a divine child abuser. Like God's pissed, yeah. but God had to kill somebody, right? And I know enough earthly parents and just specifically fathers that, that to know that that's not a model I want to buy into. And so now I'm in this place personally where I, I have all this understanding, but much like um, much like our friend Glenn, which everybody here, you all have heard of Glenn before. I've mentioned him to you. He runs the What If Project podcast. Um, and he I frequently post his stuff on here. And I actually have interviews set up with him. So uh, to talk about atonement theory, nonetheless. Um, yeah. But that's, that's who we're referencing. You can find all of his work online. Um, but I was talking to Glenn about like, yo, we were fed this much of this much right i'm trying to get my arms to go off yeah. the screen there we go <laughs> <laughs> but but like so 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 much of christianity is taught just this small tiny piece and then if you dare to read the bible like we would read any other book in society right why do we still read to kill a mockingbird because it reveals new things to us and a lot of people will say the Bible is the living word of God. Well, what the fuck does living mean if it can't still continue to speak to our times, right? Um, yeah. And, and we're not, you know, quote me on yeah. that in a sermon, please. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> just like that, no, no additions or subtractions, not a jot or a tittle taken out. Um, <laughs> a little, little Hebrew Bible joke, everybody. Um, but but yeah. we were taught such a small section. And the problem is, other than the fact that it's intellectually dishonest is that it's intentionally exclusionary. And so instead of the Bible being about the colonized, it becomes about the colonizer. And instead of the Bible being about the oppressed, the Bible becomes the oppressor. And so really, who is the heretic when we are combating that notion? Well, there, I mean, now you're, that's the kind of stuff that would get lovely people like, I mean, we're not too far away from a time when the church was burning witches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let, let's, let's, the church used to burn witches. And yeah. one of the tests, like your church, the church we came from, especially for congregationalists, we used to burn people because we would think that they were, and this would be, guess what, women, Sorry, ladies. It's because if they got, you know, if they started speaking on their own behalf, uh, or the the test was, let's see if she's a witch. If she's a witch, we'll put her hand in a boiling pot of hot mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't burn up, then we know she's a witch. And if she loses her arm, then we'll know that she's not. This uh, in the 1500s, they removed Galileo and Copernicus from the church because they said that the earth was uh, not the center of the universe. I don't know. I these, want to these pause are the on people that for a minute. Wrote our theology books. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure that people realize this, but like they removed them from the community of the church for being scientifically yeah. correct. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> what? not it's, a good look this yeah and th this is and you know all the stuff we study in school you know back to what you were saying about the living word mm -hmm. i can yeah not that i'm tolerant i but i can understand 
why the world was the way it was back in the day. Like 2000 years ago, I, I get it. It's a darker world. Mm -hmm. You know, people are, they're actually becoming more modernized, but they're coming from a really, you know, they're coming from a really darker place. Yeah. All these years later, this is why I think Christianity is suffering is because in certain, actually, let's not even say certain, in just about everything we were taught we're using old books. We're using their. We're studying Augustine. We're studying, yeah. you know, these uh, Tertullian, mm -hmm. uh, and we're reading, you know, Saint Thomas. All brilliant people, but yeah. we forget. Like you're talking to people who are not like us, and they would not be happy with our lifestyles. Even me, as a hetero male, yeah. they would be like, "Oh, look, you know, look how liberal you are." <laughs> you know? we would not be friends of early church theologians we wouldn't be allowed to be friends it wouldn't even that, that's that we wouldn't i would i would definitely lose my job yeah i could not sometimes i think i'd some be of the dead. stuff we're preaching <laughs> I, I i would silently <laughs> because i have a family i would silently try to lobby for you but that like if i went even out Mm -hmm. Like if I if it became public if I yeah. push too hard I'll be looking right next to you. We're done. <laughs> like, We're done. Damn it, Leo. You're I really knew you, man. Why do we have to die like this? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess we're gonna be closer now. We're closer now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what what I think is ironic is that that in um, well, first of all, Gnosticism has valid valid roots and is a was a well-developed thought system um and frankly is a lot more um sensical than a lot of stuff that we've come women to, leaders right? women leaders no in thomas they go like this uh jesus should we should we fast should we pray should we uh you know follow um sabbath and Jesus says, if you do any of those things, you will be sinning. Mm. And people, whoa, 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 because that's, Jesus called everybody a hypocrite in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The Greek translation of that word is actor. Mm. He says, you're all acting. You go to church, this is an act. If you don't do this, mm -hmm. Kierkegaard says that all religion should be when you go to church, it should be a shadow boxing. The pastor telling you, because well, he says Christianity takes place in your living room. Mm -hmm. You know, I told you about a fight I had with my wife right before this, and I, there's no shame. I fight with my, my wife all the time, mm -hmm. and we're so good at it now yeah. because we're so we're more honest about what's going on. Yeah. But when I say that in church, people come up to you, why do you talk about your fight? I was like, because you fight with your wife. And, but like a lot of people, human. yeah, but the, a lot of people come up to me and say, thank you for saying that because mm -hmm. that, that you just described what happened yeah. to us all week. And I was like, Christianity and, and what Gnosticism really talks about is this is your own journey. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a manual guide, you know, blanket for all you know, black, white, Hispanic, you know, Asian people, they're all going to experience life differently. Mm -hmm. All it should be is a, a guide on what, what did Jesus really do? 
He said, I don't want to be a carpenter anymore. I'm tired of this religion. I don't want to get married. I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want to keep following what everybody in my family has done their whole life. I want to be, remember they said, aren't you Joseph's son? What the hell are you doing out here preaching messages about, he just decided I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he found his own way. That's, it's, he found his own way and he did it in a way that was true to himself. Mm-hmm. And he called everybody else. He's, that's really what he's saying. Find the woman at the well. Oh, I know I'm supposed to worship on a temple or in a mountain. And Jesus says, find your own place to worship. You can worship right here in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters that you're doing it and that you actually feel it when yeah. you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to pause for just one second. Our door sure, sure. is open. I'm going to close it for Elle. I'll be right back. No problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, the thing is, I think that's the thing is there's just so much of Christianity that has, it's, it's off the rails. It is, it, it's hateful and it's exclusionary and it's, it's, it's intellectually dishonest and it's irrelevant in so many ways. And I don't know how to say what I am anymore because like am I a Christian I don't know it's like so sometimes I'm like well I'm academically Christian because it's such a nuanced thing (laughs) because there's so much of what I was taught that is just cuckoo bananas right but there's something foundational that has impacted me and at the risk of being a universalist, which I'm already, I'm already going to fry in hell, according to most people. So can't wait for the YouTube comments on this video. It's going to be dope. You're going to want to check down there. Um, (laughs) But um, there's so many things, there's so many universal truths that you, like when you pull back the scope, right? So like right here, we're we're centered on Christianity. We're going to pull back the scope for a second, right? Um, and, And so much of what, what, really could arguably read be exegeted like read from the text not even me putting my opinion on it but read from the text is a conversation about mental health social justice self-actualization loving the widows the orphans and the poor like so many practical life-changing things and yet people are worried about gay people loving people people are worried about taking a vaccine people are actually trying to purport that donald trump is any sort of true believer like if me saying i'm a christian puts me in the same camp as donald trump i'm out what's your favorite verse donald trump (laughs) all of it all of it all of it and these are the same clowns that are like coming on my page and they're like yeah you're going to hell and i'm like what are you talking about like i don't understand what you're talking about here so (laughs) like that your freedom your freedom which you know and and i always say if your freedom is not hurting yourself or anybody else then you are in the light and it's and it's your that's i think that's what the gnostics that's what pissed the early church off mm. is that they they didn't believe anybody was going to hell mm-hmm. they believe they they saw everybody as a uh as a divine spark of the mm-hmm. ultimate god mm-hmm. right and so even if you forget who you are and live this you know blasphemous life 
once the only thing that's making you forget is your body, your ego. Is this. So once you lose that, you'll go back, you'll go back to 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 the light. You'll be, oh, oh, you wake out of it. And you might maybe you'll feel some shame. Maybe there, or maybe there'll be some angels saying, damn, I wish I would have done that one. Right. Like I wish I could have got but, that, you know. <laughs> but the, and that, and that's the spectrum because Gnostics you know there was a spectrum of ascetic Gnostics who kind of said you know let's you know let's just call everything in this world evil mm-hmm. and then there was the other side who were libertine who were like eat drink and be merry before tomorrow just, we're gonna die yep. and and like even Paul people. quotes that which well <laughs> Paul quotes that and and but e- either way you, you find your own at the end of the day you don't want to be called an actor by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where a lot of Christians, and I think that there's, you know, especially let's just say not, not open-minded Christians, the ones that would be quick to call us heretical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, chill out first, chill out. Cause you haven't, you don't even know, you know, my friend Leo here, knows is way more he's actually paid dollars for for this school lots of them (laughs) they they don't know like they don't know that the most people so there's subjects you know there are subjects that require some context Mm -hmm. and so the gnostics are one of those subjects because all we had from from about the gnostics were the writings after they burned and got rid of all the books all we had was the testimony of the people who hated them right what could go wrong there right there's no bias no. Uh, uh, and no. so that's all that's all we had and then in 1945 at Nag Hammadi we find all these books and we get to hear from them from their own mouths that's I mean talk about a repressed memory from the earth that yeah. just popped back up. Wow. <laughs> Yo, that's so deep. Uh, it's me... funny that you talk about the idea of a repressed memory because I've noticed that almost every week in my responses for school, I'm writing, well, I'm coming at this from a psychological perspective. And so a lot of my theology and, and philosophy is very uh, understood in the terms of like psychology. And I think probably because I worked in social work and I've always been a fairly like psychologically aware person. Um, yeah. No one in my family, not knocking them, they just weren't psychologists. You know what I mean? My uncle was a counselor later on in life, but I always had, I'm very interested in people and and how people's minds work and how people work together. So sociology, anthropology, psychology, I love all of them. Um, uh, but talking about the idea of the earth, like a repressed memory popping up from the earth, and that's something yeah. I can very much connect with because I've had my own experience of those repressed memories popping up. Um, and especially in regards to uprooting um, some negative things that I was taught from my faith. And so that was a really powerful metaphor that you used, so. Yeah, no, well, the, you know, Gnosticism and, you know, books like the Gospel of Mary and the Gospel of Thomas, when we think about it, they were cut, they existed, right? The Gospel of Thomas, there's some scholars that believe, you know, over 50% of the Thomas is found in the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. So well, let's, let, let's be more concerned, 50%. Mm-hmm. But then 50% are sayings we never had. And they, they, there's some scholars that believe 
that uh, it was used along with Q and Mark mm. to write the Gospels because the, the narrative, they took the sayings. Mm -hmm. Thomas is all sayings. You, so you know what Q is and you yeah. know how that they did that. Will you give a brief brief explanation for our friends here? Like yeah. cliff notes. So Q, which is quell in German, and it just means, you know, just like if it means primary source, right? So mm -hmm. they had, they, if you look at Mark, Mark has no nativity and it ends. If you look in your Bibles, you'll see that there's two edits. I, I think it's Mark 16. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that because yeah. it goes to right to prove that something was, was added here. And Mark 16 ends like this. I think it's one through eight where it says, uh, you know, basically Jesus dies and the disciples are freaking out. They're losing their minds. Oh my God, we're, you know, it's over. And that's how it ends. That's it. That's okay. the end. There's no resurrection. There's no, um, you know, there's no, the stone is rolled away. No. There's no Easter. And I love that because that is what, that is the earliest gospel. Mm -hmm. Luke, you know, we all know Luke didn't know Jesus. He came, he, he came afterwards. And if you open up Acts, it says, I'm writing this for you, Theophilus. Mm -hmm. And he's basically was, uh, a lot of people believe that he was uh, commissioned to mm -hmm. kind of put together this book. And Matthew is a book that is a Jewish text that's trying to have Jesus fulfill every prophecy. That's why it goes from nativity to end. Yeah. And um, John is, is, is its, own, its own thing. Um, and it's it's more it's the only place where they're really emphasizing that Jesus is God, mm -hmm. like no questions asked. Right. He's God. But in the other Gospels, anyway, Q and Mark are the first. Um, the letters of Paul actually were written before the Gospels. And so the sayings of Jesus, you know, some, nobody was saying like, oh, yeah, let's write down Jesus's words. Didn't happen. We, no, like we're in school with our laptops. Yes. You know, and sometimes we were like, so, so say, you know, here I am, right? A disciple. Sometimes Jesus is talking. Remember one of Paul, Paul was preaching once and somebody mm -hmm. fell out the window because they mm -hmm. fell asleep. I love that story. Yep. Uh, but like these people did not, they weren't taking like the most accurate notes. Yeah. So what I like about Thomas is that it's just the sayings. It looks more like Proverbs, mm -hmm. you know, like grandpa says, you know, to, always watch your bowls yeah <laughs> so the, you know and and so the sayings so that what they do what they think is that this was it was definitely written 180 seconds very early on mm -hmm. so yeah some books got what knocked off back to what i was saying is thomas is really legit mm -hmm. uh, more legit than any of the others like the mm -hmm. gospel of mary they they date that to the third century mm -hmm. um but we know it's not a forgery because they found three of them right like all over the place so the church in an effort to have uniformity they cut certain parts of christianity out they did and we're all noticing it now we're like this doesn't make sense i feel like this lasted so long but bro did you read the part where you said women if you have a question in church ask your husband when you get home like did you know in 2021 nobody is like you're actually gonna that's not gonna fly no. but if we had the diversity of early christianity the variety of that the gnostic texts offer you could read paul and go 
Yeah, Paul didn't get married. He didn't, he didn't have a wife, so his wife didn't slap him in the face. Like she said that, right? <laughs> that right? We just needed somebody to slap Paul in the face. That's we so did much with it. That would solve a lot of things, <laughs> right? Like imagine you're like prepping your sermon. You're like, you know what, L or I tell my wife Ashley, if you have a question in church, just wait till we get just get home, and then and then everything it's fixed. That theology <laughs> should be <laughs> fixed like that. Uh, or they didn't have kids, yeah. you know, and then they, the, the, all the clergy, they say, don't get married and, and uh, don't have kids. It's like listening to a personal trainer who's like eating chips. Like you have no understanding of what everyday life is. You have no clue. They're the, they're the worst self-help coaches. Yeah. And that's why we're lo- like, who's our main competition in Christianity? It's the self-help stuff because it yep. sounds a whole lot better than this oppressive stuff. So what what I'm where I'm going with Gnosticism is, is like say we got let let's even be let's be generous. No, I'm not going to be generous. I'm not. Say we got half the story from the early church fathers, mm-hmm. right? God, it says the word of God is living and breathing. It's it's still alive. God brought us these texts, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt that they were written alongside. And we know that anybody who goes, well, second and third century, we all know that before people wrote stories back then, they were oral. Yeah. So they were even earlier than you can think. Yeah. They were, most of these people didn't rewrite. So this is all oral tradition. And if we had the full story, you know, I'm going to, I'm going hard. It's let's, you know, the constitution says that black people are a percentage of a person. Yep, three fifths. Right? Did we we amended it? Right? Yep. We amended. Why can't and that tell me that's not a secret document? Yes. Right? The, the, it, it, we changed the constitution, which you know, God's hand. You know, he, God was writing on with John Adams' hand. Yeah, yeah, right there. Right? <laughs> it's like no, no. Like we know that people wrote these books, mm-hmm. right? Divinely inspired, or not. But the, the way they wrote them was they had this filter of their mind. And sometimes they wrote, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 7, he says, I don't think anybody should get married. And then in the parentheses, you'll see, but if you can't control yourself, you should. He goes, yeah. that's my opinion, right? Yep. So in, there's actually in the Bible, there's a place where Paul says, here's my personal opinion. So tell me that personal opinions didn't come into the text, which is fine. Which yep. is fine. Genesis has four authors, right? The Eloistic, Yahwistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know that opinions are in this text. Mm-hmm. And let's not, we don't have to be mad. We can, we can maybe hold a grudge like, oh man, we, but that's really the church's problem for perpetuating it. Yes, it is. What we can do as Christians today is say, I know that there's always a behind the scenes to every story. Yep politics opinions and agendas played into the creation of the canon which god did not ordain that was a a council uh, ordained by constantine and so let's just accept that there were lots of varieties of christianity Mm -hmm. uh, and we need to embrace what god i believe the holy spirit has given us yeah in 2021 and this might be I mean, you could, this, this will be the first time I said, this might be the, the Reformation. This might be, but 
it, it's taken so long to get in the churches. Mm-hmm. But if you read it, Leo, you're going to find an affirming book mm-hmm. that's open to all the stuff that we, all the problems we had with the church, the Gnostics, they're the repressed memory and they're finally come back. I think, I think that's what um, intrigues me. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this very topic. Cause I could tell it, I've listened to some of your podcasts and, and, and uh, you know, and then done some of my own reading. Um, it's undeniable that there are things that are drastically missing from yeah. the experience of, of church in a christian setting right now and i i don't i'm not going to tackle all religions right now um even though conversations is intentionally interfaith like we're just talking i'm talking from my own personal experience and expertise right now so setting that aside because i don't want people to think that we're trying to narrow down too much on christianity but there's something missing from the experience of church right and the experience of faith and the experience of religion right now and there's good things that are offered And then there's stuff that really is a negative to a lot of people. And I think what I've seen with Gnosticism and then the, the, you know, the pieces of the Gnostic uh, texts that I have been able to read, like you said, it's just so, it's so reformational. And part of it is so like logical. It's like, how did we get away from this? And it really speaks to agenda. But when you, you know, when you talk about the four different sources for the, you know, Old Testament, four different authors, for those of you who aren't um, haven't just casually studied the Hebrew Bible. Um, the Hebrew Bible is, is is the Old Testament, but it's actually Christians and Jewish folks deal with the Hebrew Bible differently, right? And yeah. so there's differences in how the books are put together and in what's said. And there's there's it's well known and scholarly support scholarly supported. I, I messed that up. <laughs> supported by scholars. And there's multiple composers of the Hebrew. I mess all these words up all the time. It's a lot of words, like a lot of (laughs) syllables. Um, But there's multiple (laughs) authors and multiple editors. And what you see happening in the scripture is there's like multiple accounts of the same story happening over and over again. And I I ran into this today in my homework, Sean, where I was like, why? why are there so many freaking duplications um but the my professor and then some of the other texts um that we are dealing with really brought it up the idea that like there is a cyclic nature to the understanding of these texts and i think where the church fell off is they're like shut it down right (laughs) we've got the form we can control up the machine down you know what i mean but if there was that many retellings right done by religiously supported figures there should there not be more right this was common practice i mean there you have first kings right mm-hmm. and then you have samuel the religion that's in the walls right mm-hmm. that's at the temple none of us are temple people right we're, we're the on the outside of the wall yeah and so the nobles and the elites the, there's the noble and the elites are the ones saying God will save us. Don't worry. Even if we're bad, God will yeah. save us. But yeah. Jeremiah says, God's not saving you, you sickos. I've seen, you know, but he's from the prophets. He's from the outside. So you have the, the priests versus the prophet. Mm-hmm. And so what's great is we get both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Or one of the best examples is Genesis, uh, where you have God created the heavens, you know, and it, it's it's uh Eloistic, it's so big. Well, nobody will ever know God. God's too huge. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Yahwistic, which is, oh, God's so close. So God made a man in his own image and in our image. And it's very personal. And they included both narratives. That's why it repeats itself. Yep. 
and what you're right i i didn't even think of that that we stopped that tradition mm -hmm. the christians actually even though we had we i think they tried to with the four gospels yeah but they call three of them synoptics <laughs> so they're the same tell me why you don't want to apostle woman who who and give her own gospel yep. what would that what would happen then now you have to ordain women yep so let's just let's just goodbye gospel mary <laughs> you know and and why do you not want a gospel of thomas mm -hmm. because thomas is going to question um, you know only in john do you know that it's only in john that he gets called doubting thomas and he's excluded from uh, the apostles who received the holy spirit and elaine cables writes about this she goes you know john was the last gospel to be written and Thomas was the one saying, we know Jesus, right? Nobody can really be raised from the dead. And they're all looking at each other because they wouldn't distinguish between vision and reality. Right. Like when Paul sees Jesus, it's a vision. The mm. other people didn't see it happen. Mm. Um, and so, but, you know, we have to understand that a vision is not reality. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus on the Damascus road, mm -hmm. they're sitting and talking, this guy's following uh to a past two of the disciples and they, it comes out that it happens to be you know it's a stranger jesus it's jesus trolling them oh what happened and what happened uh -huh. what's going on and then he turns out to be jesus these are visions mm -hmm. right? anything that can nothing happened back then that can't happen today mm -hmm. like in terms of you know heal somebody my son has autism i've done the healing mm -hmm. it doesn't work mm -hmm. I've had, I've been healed of trauma though, mm -hmm. you know, that through a process right. and that, that actually has helped me physically. Right. So I don't think I, th and this is, this, okay. Now, now we're fully heretical. We're in the deep water. Resurrect Here's first Corinthians 15 says flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus was physically resurrected, like flesh and blood, Paul says he can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So he was spiritually raised from the dead, mm -hmm. right? In in the mind. And so when Thomas says, right, he's not physically, guys, we, we see this. And they're like, no, you have to say he's physically. So guess what he gets labeled? Doubt. Doubting Thomas, right? Are we going to learn about doubting Thomas this year? Doubt it, right? That's the <laughs> dad jokes, right? So, okay. Okay. I love them. But yeah, and this is the, this is the kind of stuff that yeah will get you can come at me. I'm I'm ready for anybody to challenge me. Mm -hmm. But if you're just gonna go heresy, 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 I'm gonna remind you that heresies is the Greek word for school of thought, and school of thought was was not a bad word back in the Greek time. It only became a bad word in the fourth century when the church said, "Yeah, let's kill everybody who doesn't believe Golgoli." It's like okay. guys, that just happened to you for. That just happened to you for four four hundred years. Why are you going to do it again? We're like, we're, yeah. the blood is just finishing going down the drain from this giant. No, thing. yeah. What is? Um, I want to wrap it up here real quick um, because I want to honor the fact that you you got the trip to make and everything like that. Yeah. Um, what do you think? If you had to sum it up, no, this is this is tough. What do you think is one of the biggest things that you've taken from your study of Gnosticism and the Gnostic Gospels? That God is still alive. Mm -hmm. That God is the Spirit is still alive, and that even if 
humankind tries to wipe something out, mm-hmm. it won't let it. Mm-hmm. We'll have the only way to be made whole is to be made whole. Mm-hmm. And so there's if there's dark places in my own soul, I have to integrate them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the only way. Um, I had back pain, right? That I had I went to every doctor for. And the back doctor, the top back doctor told me, he goes, Sean, I'm going to be straight with you. It's called psychosomatic pain. And you actually, when you're stressed, your body holds, when you're traumatized, your body holds pain. It sure does. Uh, and it may not be. So as I'm, so I get steroid injection, everything with just by exploring my, the dark sides, the things I didn't want to talk about, about my past by doing that. You know, my back, I, I didn't want to go on this trip because of my back pain. It's gone. Mm. I don't believe in healing, mm-hmm. but because I explored myself, like within therapy, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the dark sides of Christianity that caused so much pain, so much hurt, but if they were willing to, you know, the, the stock for Christianity is going down. Way down. <laughs> like it's not going up. Plummeting. And if we want to, ch- if we want to, you know, GameStop this and like, you know, give it a give it a second life. <laughs> I was waiting. If we want to Wall Street that this back up, you know. Uh, if we want to, we're going to have to face the the all of the stuff we've we've stuffed away, mm-hmm. and that's can we stop calling people heretics? Like mm-hmm. name calling is so like grammar school. Can we just get over that? Right. Can we can we agree to disagree? Can you ca- not call me a heretic, and at least say you're a you're a scholar. You're mm-hmm. you're you know what you're talking about. Yep. Can we invite each other? Come come to my church. Tell me why you don't marry gay people. That's fine. I want to hear. I want to understand. At least if I understood it, then I wouldn't think you're such a jerk, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like let's stop acting. M- maybe you think you don't get that lifestyle. I can see why maybe I, I actually, I don't see why, but I, I want to understand why. Right. And, and when it comes to learning specifically about the Bible, you know, every other area we can learn, we can innovate in, you know, we can, a, a, a guy who works on wall street asked me if he could come, he wanted to come teach me about uh, a religion. And I said, can I come to your, to wall street mm-hmm. and tell you what I believe stocks might go up yeah he goes no I said why don't you respect my work you're trying to teach me and it's all this weird you know fuzzy wuzzy Christianity about healing and prophetic words which is so much more heretical to me than diving into yeah I mean that's that's a whole other podcast but it's so like these people are literally making stuff up where you can go and be like, oh, we found in a we found in Nag Hammadi texts from the third, second, fifth century. Why can't we talk about that? But we can talk about how you can heal somebody's pinky toe yeah. in the middle of coronavirus and you have just go ahead, snap. Coronavirus gone. How come there's no healing? Yeah. Heal everybody. Exactly. Do your healing service, Bethel. Go. Just do it. 
Go for it. I want to see it. Show me. Show me the money. They can't. No. But but you know what? I won't make fun of those people if they will stop making fun of me. If mm-hmm. they will stop calling us outside of Christianity, because I can easily call that stuff out. That's exactly. easy. Yeah. No effort. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. If there's one thing that you would hope that people could take away from this conversation, um, be them Christian or not, right? What is the thing that you would want people to remember from this from this time that we've spent together? Two books, just Gospel of Thomas, Gospel right. of Mary. One, because you've been affected. Everybody's been affected by Christianity. Mm-hmm. Muslims, Hindus, everybody. Yeah. This book is about and it's very Eastern. Mm-hmm. So check it out. The first line I read to you to it's search yourself mm-hmm. and then marry which is very short for the sole purpose of there was a woman apostle mm-hmm. and the church intentionally wiped them out and that tells the whole story right there mm-hmm. why did we stop inner exploration and why did we wipe out a whole demographic of society from contributing to the, to the yeah, conversation absolutely i i'd have to agree with that like it, because it encompasses so much of the systemic, you know, flaws and just irrelevance uh, and ignorance that we see, right? So, yeah. Um, now, the last question would be, um, can, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to hear your podcast, if they want to see any of your writings, any stuff like that, like how, how should people get in touch with you? But SeanGarren.com, I actually put podcasts, everything. Um, I'm on Apple now, Spotify, YouTube, but you'll find it all on seangarren.com okay and you just have to scroll down you'll find whatever and you can email me if you want right. to uh perfect it's all there well yeah. friends uh friend thank you so much for coming on i probably could have talked for like another five hours but i think i should go to sleep i'm going for a rainforest hike tomorrow and it seems like <laughs> a rested experience um but i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up thank you for being involved i hope you enjoy your time in, in the bahamas everybody else who's watching uh thank you for coming back to conversations right there's literally no point in me doing this if you guys don't watch um except for the fact that i would still want to have these conversations whether or not anybody is watching uh but just as yeah. a reminder um, conversations is a place where we gather regularly and intentionally to have spiritually minded conversations about life belief and the intersection of the two when i say spiritual I have no preconception of what that might mean to you, but all I mean is let's gather together regularly to think about things on a deeper level. Let's build community around that idea and let's move forward together. Everybody's voice is welcome at the conversation. If you guys want to hear more, see more, even go to conversationsofficial.com. You can find Sean's work at seangarren.com. We are both going to go enjoy our families and some tropical environments. And I'll (laughs) catch you guys later with a video. Have a good night. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get involved, feel free to join the conversation on social media. You can find us at Conversations Official on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please don't forget to rate, follow, and share this podcast. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining the conversation.